0: Welcome to Drunk on Comics podcast, episode four hundred ninety-three. Uh, a short one today, but
1: um, we'll uh, say it's
0: a good size, right? Yeah. I mean, it, saying it's a good size really does mean it's small. Hey, yeah, uh, but <laughs> 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 like you were very yeegy, eager to agree with like, that. Hey, what?
1: <laughs> no, but it is a pretty good, uh, you know, pleasurable experience this one
0: (laughs) you just hit it in the right place that's all you got to (laughs) do so i guess we're not going to belay the intro because it is short enough that you can just listen to the podcast we don't need to re-explain to you what's in the podcast um but in true junk on comics fashion (laughs) tony wrote down a title and then (laughs) couldn't read it (laughs) so i'm gonna try and decipher it and that's gonna be the title of this podcast so I guess sit back and enjoy the short but pleasurable ride of episode four hundred ninety-three.
1: Damn antenna. That's not what I was. Damn
0: antenna. speaking voice? (laughs) Oh, a singing voice. Untrue, but thank you for being a friend.
1: (laughs) I could keep that in there and put that back in.
0: No thanks. Everyone, I mean, (sighs) you've had me singing on this podcast before. It's not the first time.
1: I know, and I deleted it anyways. Yeah,
0: did you? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can't put our listeners through this. This is terrible.
1: Oh, um, so I want to start off by saying everyone needs to watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the Ch-ch-ch-ch- reboot movie. <laughs> Cut was, that out, bitch. I love <laughs> Give me some heavy spoilers with not really talking much of the like, plot of the movie. I mean, movie, listen. Because there's so much.
0: If you have seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you've seen Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So I don't know how... You can't really ruin the plot. They're almost the same movie. No, but I
1: feel like if you... It's
0: good. I'm not saying that makes it bad. But it is... like We rewatched Two Framed Roger Rabbit after watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and, I mean, it is a pretty similar plot. Yes.
1: Yes. But what I'm saying is, but you also need to have at least watched an episode of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers yeah. to truly enjoy Maybe. the plot. Otherwise... You're watching this for for the animation and like just the meta of going through
0: mm-hmm.
1: years of animation right. and styles.
0: Connor watched it and he's never seen Rescue Rangers. He enjoyed it.
1: See, I've well, they can enjoy it, but as I've seen with multiple uh, parents that are friends that are you know my generation graduated with that have kids they all said they enjoyed it more than their yeah. five-year-old or seven-year-old. Well,
0: yeah, Connor's 19, so he's sitting there like looking shit up for reference as yeah. he's watching the movie. Yeah. So again,
1: he might have enjoyed it, but I think this is completely for people our age, for adults that watched this show or the Disney Afternoon or knew of it mm-hmm. a little bit more. But man, also there are some references in there that I think the younger crowd would get more than sure. adults. Yeah. Uh however though it it does feel like you would I don't know or you have kids cuz I would say the star of the show was Ugly Sonic.
0: Oh like, my god, I loved that. They leaned into that so hard. Yeah, they leaned into it so, and then
1: he has this FBI friends like that he met in the last mo- like Ugly Sonic He's was He's
0: doing a reality TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we met them.
1: I just he uh <laughs> I uh, I love watching G4. I'll never not talk about it. And one of the guys on there, Kasim G, uh a couple weeks ago when the Sonic movie came out, started one of his bits that he's done multiple times is talk about how you need to put the original Sonic back in it. Mm, like why? that's the true sexy Sonic. It's just it's a dumb bit that. Oh. He's not serious. It's all dumb fun okay. and fun games. But now everyone on, on G4, like uh, Reddit and stuff, are sending him like, you need to watch this because this is the thing you've been promoting. Just to see his response. But also, yeah, that, that cameo, I just did not think. But then there were so many other cameos that came about that Comic-Con yep. that... I did not think that it was going to go on the route that it would with that many cameos. And that's, again, not even saying what the plot of the movie is. But the people or the cartoons and the things and everything was such a nod to so much shit going Mm -hmm. on. Like, even though they didn't really have a lot of Warner Brothers Looney Tunes people in this, they had other Warner Brothers properties. Right. uh, But they did have the Looney Tunes uh, uh, microwave dinner that... I remember as a kid were predominant in the supermarkets. So that was just a clever nod there and of itself. Right. Oh my God. It was good. It was so at the end with the eraser, but he could have picked the dip drop yeah. too. Like that's yeah. Rogerette. Oh,
0: right. Yeah. It was, it was, it was well done. I thought, um, just a nostalgia porn for sure. Left and right. And like, my favorite part was Seth Rogen's character and how they went into the uncanny valley and it, and they totally were just making fun of that early two thousands, like video game animation where everyone just looked like they're staring off into space. Mm-hmm. And and, and, a, and I great. love that
1: they put that in there so that if anything else happened in the movie, you just think, Oh, that's just right. the animation of that thing. Yep. Totally plausible. Um, It did feel, there were, I will say this, why it's not a perfect 10 for me, is Roger Rabbit is a perfect 10. They went beyond to make things interactive. There were some times where it felt a little flat between the human characters and the animation. Not throughout the whole thing. There were just a couple scenes Uh where you're like, all right, it wasn't as good as, you know, seamlessly they could have done. But it was actually pretty damn good. Like, so much so that this could have been a, in the theater. that's what
0: i said too because i guess for economic purposes they put it out streaming at least that's what john Mullaney and um uh andy sandberg said when they interviewed each other on one of the late night talk shows filling in <laughs> they both filled in for the host it, i think it was jimmy kimmel yep they filled in for him And then interviewed, (laughs) they were also the guests, (laughs) so they interviewed each other. And I guess Disney told them that it went streaming for economic purposes. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I think they could have made some money in the theater off this. 100%.
1: Uh, I think maybe for them, it's on the back end of keeping people streaming. They didn't have anything right now. Mm. This will get people for the next month. And that way, I mean...
0: Yeah, they will get them to deep dive into old stuff too, right? Like, didn't you want to go watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers after yep. that? And like, like I said, we watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit like right after it. And then I was like, "Where's Darkwing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it is gonna make. I've I've been meaning to get into the new the new work that's over now. Uh, Ducktales. Yep. My brother uh, has swore by how amazing it is. I've seen some episodes, and I'm like. This is a great successor, the voice cast and everything. And in there, there is some Darkwing Duck stuff that my brother just really tells me I need to watch. And so, because in that, he is an actor for a TV show of Darkwing Duck in that universe. Mm -hmm. So then that ending kind of gag, too, was just even more hilarious to him. I enjoyed it truly a lot, watching it with my brother and his wife, who knew of some of the things but didn't enjoy it as much. Right. And I told him, too, I was like, I want to watch this with you and the kids. Matt says sometimes they need to screen movies just to... And he's like, not that the kids would have not been able to watch it, but he was just like, I don't think my kids would get any of these shows. Right. And I go, you're probably right, because you shelter them and don't let them watch as many cool things,
0: but... I mean, it's probably good for their brains overall <laughs> know, to, not, <laughs> to not be watching all that shit.
1: But I was, uh, again... Thoroughly enjoyed it the whole way through, and even at the end, when they're like, <laughs> when they talked about, you know, they're, they're gonna just have some, uh, you know,
0: current pop star, pop star do, do a remake yeah, of this, when they just want to hear the end. original. Yeah,
1: and then I'm like, A, they're gonna do that, and B, I just want to listen to the original yeah. right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. I enjoyed it a lot.
1: A zipper, when he talked.
0: Oh, my gosh. It was the guy from the... the Allstate? Allstate, yeah. I can always count on him for a good, deep voice. Yeah. Um, oh, the deep. fact that they ended, him and Gadget ended up together and had a bunch of yeah. weird mouse-fly that hybrid one. children was very weird. Very there's, there was definitely some things that were playing to an older audience in that. And it was kind of like when you watch Shrek and, like, when you watch it as an older person versus a kid and you're like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so glad that went over children's heads. Like, then, <laughs> there is some stuff like that in this, too, which I always appreciate as an adult person who watches cartoons. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I'll even say, uh, I mean, we do need to move on beyond this, but... yes. Some of, like, there's some Beavis and Butthead. There was some yes. South Park. Oh, like, my God. Again, there was a lot of, like, yeah, like
0: Simpsons. Other
1: stuff. Yeah. And Simpsons one I could understand because they, own it, they right. own it. But some of those ones, I'm just like, they had to have gotten some sort of. Sure. And the, probably other places were like, fuck yeah, like. I want to be part of a Disney well, yeah, movie.
0: yeah, especially if you're building the sort of world where literally cartoons... I mean, again, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where cartoons and people exist in the same world, that they're not saying that just our cartoons exist. They're saying, like, animated characters and humans both exist in this world, whether it's crossover. our property or not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, that would be what crossover would kind of be, like, us looking at them yep. if they didn't have the makeup on and stuff, yep. which crossover so good I want that to really happen and that's my wish that's my wish for the billion wishes from last week to is...
0: have comic book reality come into are you insane you want to live in that world yeah
1: as long as I get some powers
0: and oh like, no, man I, I feel some... bad for anybody who's lived here who didn't have powers that world is chaos
1: this world is already going to hell why not have some fun I don't know. before it gets destroyed
0: I, f- I I I end up in my head in like a boys sort of scenario which doesn't sound like a fun world to live in. <laughs> but, hey man, whatever gets you off. <laughs> so do I, do you want me to talk about my one book? Yeah. Alright, so I stress read just now. <laughs> I guess we don't need to give the behind the scenes on that. Um, a book called... I Hate This Place. Which felt like a really good book to read after work. <laughs> um, this is an image comic uh, skybound through image. Ugh, it gets so confusing now. Why is there a, a publisher within a publisher? I don't quite understand. Um, but So this was written by Kyle Starks and who is all it says creator writer and then it's got artium topplin which i looked up the pronunciation yeah, I was for you're gonna mess this <laughs> up <laughs> um at least the first name i didn't look but topplin seems pretty easy to and i it's probably wrong um is the creator slash artist so both of them and i i like when when they They put it like that. A lot of people lean into books thinking that the writer is, like, the mastermind behind the story. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see when they call out the artist as, like, also the creator. Because, you know, fucking art plays into the way the story goes big time. Um, Colors by Lee Loffridge and letters by Pat Brousseau, which was also nice to see. Because you don't get a lot of actual letterer names anymore. They're always... Like houses, I feel like right. Like it's always like something house or oh, yeah. like weird, weird names. <laughs> so anyway, so this book is about a girl and her girlfriend or wife. I actually don't know if they're married. They're a couple, and she and in, she inherits a ranch, a cattle ranch, from her now dead aunt who she's only ever met once. So like one of those kismet scenarios where you have this long lost relative that dies and leaves you a, a bunch of shit. Because a cattle ranch you I mean even if you don't want to live on it you can fucking sell that shit for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So she's very excited. Can They're- I
1: tell you the one thing I always think of ranches yes. and cattle and stuff? Remember the movie City Slickers two, two was, it? Well, was it was it the first one that they did cattle ranching
0: i don't i don't know have you ever seen city i mean slickers? i feel like it's been about 25 years since oh, i've seen okay. that movie i
1: know but i don't think many people have but for me for some reason always goes to that movie and it's a reference that no one gets so it's mm. like i have to find a new cattle ranch reference right but if anyone tells me and i'll be like oh like city slickers
0: that good old Billy Crystal movie, written by Lorne Lauren Michaels, at least the first one was. <laughs> um, but what 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 you find out kind of right away because there's this shady like bank robber deal going on in the woods, kind of ahead of the introducing the main characters, is that something's going on with the woods that this cattle ranch that are around this cattle ranch, and I've never actually seen a cattle ranch exist within a wooded area. Usually it's on, like,
1: yeah, large planes.
0: swaths of planes. So this seems odd to begin with. Um, but there's definitely something murdery in the woods, because, like, on the first page, you see this tentacle come out of the woods and just kind of slice a man's Whoa, head in cool. half. Um, so, you know, something's happening. Um, but you don't... It, when they move in, they go through and they're walking through the house and they're, they're doing all the, you know, check on what things look like and they're seeing all these little weird things. Like all the cabinets have sliding locks on them and all the doors have deadbolts on them. And they have this whole room that's soundproofed with just a shit ton of VHS tapes and a TV with big speakers you can lock yourself into. So either people really enjoy movie watching or it's a porn room, or they're trying to drown out outside sounds and making sure nothing can get in. And spoiler alert, it's the last one.
1: Okay, so it's not the porn. room It's
0: not the porn room, much to my disappointment. Um, it what what it what it kind of and I, I don't know when they go to go there. I mean, the guy at the gas station is like, "I hope you like UFOs," and everyone's like, kind of like, "What the fuck." And then halfway through the night, like, ghosts start appearing and, like, just the sky opens up and big lights come out of it. So I don't know if this place is literally, like, a hell mouth or, like, sacred lands that just all kinds of weird shit exists on or what's going on. But they finally find a VHS tape that just says, watch me. And it's the aunt who's like, I'm so sorry, whoever you are who's watching this. But, you're like, you can't leave here now. We've tried, doesn't work, because they follow you until you come back. They. <laughs> so, lays down some rules. Don't let them touch you. Which, oops, already happened in this book. <laughs> One of the very first things that happens. Um, don't let them touch you. Let me find. Let me find the. Don't feed them after midnight. Right. Right. Get don't them get wet. them wet. <laughs> Um, don't let the ghost touch you, never go into the woods, and if you've seen the horn, if you see the horned man, run as far and as fast as you can. And I
1: wish they would have said the horny
0: man. you <laughs> See, the horny man also run as far and as fast as you can. So, so those are the three rules for this place. So she's already gotten touched by a ghost, and she hasn't been in the woods yet and they haven't seen the horny man yet <laughs> the horned man um, but they did get introduced to the ghost that lives in the house and apparently you can just ignore him you just don't want you want to hide things that he can use to write on the walls because he will write all over the walls i guess And then you get introduced to the people who are going to come help run the cattle ranch. And I'm just like, why didn't they call them and tell them not to come? (laughs) You just found out that once you get here, you can't leave. And then you let these people come to your house. Yeah, that's kind of... Real fucked up. But the last page is this guy introducing himself. His name is Adrian. And he says his friends call him itchy on account that he... Scratched himself too hard once, and he's got a big scar down the front of his face. Mm-hmm. But this seems like a character setup where you like it, doesn't feel good, right? When you introduce to a character and he looks like this and it's got a real ominous introduction, you're like, I don't, I don't know about this guy. He might be the horned man in disguise. <laughs> like, I'm already feeling like that's what it is. I hope not because that means it's way too predictable of a story, but.
1: No, he's a tragic figure. He scratched his balls too hard, and
0: he popped off. And... <laughs> hey, well, and it could also be like a misdirect, right? Where you get this yeah. real weird feeling, and then he ends up being the one that saves the day, or yep. is can turn a lesbian into a straight girl. I don't know how they're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Ben Affleck of this story. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it was, it was a good book. I, I'm going to... I wouldn't say that like it's one of the most creative and best stories I've read in a while, because it is very horror tropy, um, which is a phrase I just made up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I will probably read at least the next issue and see where it goes from there, because there wasn't there was a there was a lot and almost not enough information in this first issue, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you learned a lot, but you didn't learn the things maybe you wanted to learn right away. So, it was, you know, a solid 8 out 7, 7.5 out of 10, I would give it. The art is really good, um, and the colors are really good, too. So, there you go. There's our comic review for the week.
1: All right. Well, it was a good comic, it sounded like, so yeah. it's a good pick.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, they're, uh, news-wise, man... Felt a little, little dim this week. Yeah. I know. Uh, Warner, Warner Brothers still canceling many things. Uh, thought I saw a different show or two, but I know for sure they've canceled the Wonder Twins movie that they had announced last no. year.
0: Yeah, I mean, no one wants that. Not the way they're gonna do it. <laughs>
1: yes, and 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 that's where you know it felt like the will of the internet was like, who asked for it? But at the same point, uh, when they came out with that Wonder the 12-issue Wonder Twins Yeah, that was bo- good. Yeah, and if they did something like that, yeah, I could see it have been they're not a decent gonna. movie. Yeah.
0: That's the problem. They're either going to make it too goofy or too dark. Although, I don't know, you could, you could totally... I mean, this is me getting into the mindset of a production studio, and maybe they need people like us. Um, but they could introduce those characters in the Shazam movies, because that would be the vibe you'd probably want for them. Right is those
1: true? Yeah, Shazam
0: movie, and you got a hundred percent introduce them into those because they are in school. You, the new kids in school, right? Mm-hmm. And introduce them there, and then kind of just weave them in until they're strong enough characters be to be really, in the movie.
1: Wow, I did not even think of that. That's the perfect.
0: <laughs> I mean, way
1: to introduce them.
0: Why don't we work for these companies? Why aren't they listening to people? And you even
1: have the 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 family think they're the bad guys at first too these new
0: right brother Oops.
1: sister team so it's brother or family versus well and they family. live they
0: live in a in a family that takes in foster kids right yeah. so like that's an easy in i mean or literally you could just have them the new kids in school who are like the weird twins you know the weird twins <laughs> you're not quite sure what's going on with them because they're always together and best friends and <laughs> really weird you out um so, you know, I mean, there's ways to get there if they really want to do it, but just throwing them out there on in their own movie right away, Guardians of the Galaxy style, I don't think that would have ever worked. True. They have Seth Green write it, like he did for the Robot Chicken. He would do the Wonder <laughs> Twin skits, oh, yeah. and Those were, those were a lo- maybe a little too adult. <laughs>
1: oh, um... One cool thing I want to bring up earlier, when you're talking about living in New York and all the things that get damaged and everything, yeah. is uh, Marvel is coming out with a damage control series. Okay. Uh, I've talked about it many, multiple different times. Of they didn't, they've had a couple different uh, mini series of them, and it's the superhero team that fixes everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a uh, the. They wouldn't even really need to make this team. But it was a, hey, what if kind of like, let's just explain why buildings get built so quickly. Oh, they're superheroes, so they can do it in no time. And that hand waves everything. So I always find it more funny uh, what they do. I'm assuming, though, Marvel will probably try to make it a little more serious of what's going on. And it looks like it. with That's going to be the team of who's going to be fixing things afterwards. Um, yeah.
0: So are those, I mean, this is, they've, they've given you a cover here, but that must just be from the comics. Some of those characters have been introduced in the, in the Marvel.
1: Well, yeah, this universe. is looking like it's going to be a different
0: yeah, uh,
1: team than the normal ones that could usually do it, so...
0: Damn, didn't they introduce damage control as like a pedestrian unit in one of the Spider-Man movies? Was it the first one?
1: They, uh they were the ones that were picking up after the Vulture. Yeah, so yeah. the first. Yeah. Yeah. So they've already kind of talked kind about of.
0: it. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. I think anytime they do one-offs like that or little side side things like that, those are fun. Um, Before, I know you have a ton of shit to talk to, but since we just looked at the damage control thing and I saw She-Hulk, can we please talk about the She-Hulk trailer? Did you watch it? Yeah. Fucking what? Tell me your, please tell me your feelings on this. Um... I know we don't like to talk about things we don't like. (laughs) I would,
1: I would, A, I didn't realize how much I would love to have a woman carry me to bed, but, uh... (laughs) I now realize <laughs> I want that to happen.
0: That was the best part of the whole trailer.
1: I mean, honestly.
0: Also because it was the end of the trailer. That,
1: that awakens some things in me
0: that I didn't realize
1: for you're, a giant... You're going to have Some snoo-snoo. Yeah. Snoo, yeah but,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: uh, but man, she looks worse than Shrek.
0: Oh, God. That CGI is terrible.
1: So terrible. Especially because, again, I told you I just rewatched Endgame and right. you can see like Hulk looks still good they right. did some good CGI where they needed to in the movies but they do practical when they need obviously you can't really do a practical with what they did with uh, Hulk and stuff but she looks like
0: it's bad. bargain
1: bin Ugh. you know
0: it's so bad I so distracted by how bad it was that like I couldn't even really get into like the vibe of the show. Mm
1: -hmm. Because I think the show will be good for how it's written but I get so distracted. Yep. Like there's the one and some of the movement and everything didn't really care but when it was she was facing like the camera talking to a person there that her mouth like barely moves and the teeth and everything just looked Worse than ugly side. I
0: know. <laughs> I was thinking as I was watching it. I was like, "Oh man, I hope they hear how terrible this looks." Which honestly, it, it come out,
1: that that gives them a hope. But at the same point, though, they only have a couple of months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Throw a fucking filter over that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that's all I wanted to talk about. I mean, we don't need to necessarily get in the substance of the trailer because I don't remember. But I... I feel like Bruce looked fine. Right?
1: But I think, though, they can pull from what they already have of him, though.
0: That makes it look like... Then you have that side-by-side comparison, and it makes it look worse. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Maybe
1: that's why they released Chippendale now, is to get us to feel like some animation is different than others.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was their plan the whole time. so,
1: their money... (laughs) Like, hey, That's guys. their
0: economic decision. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Let's not put this in theaters. Let's have everyone see this yeah. for free.
0: Remember guys, there are different animations, styles.
1: <laughs> Souls <it> for.
0: <laughs> oh. Uh all right. All right um, next subject.
1: So, uh they are for sure. I I don't know if we did talk about for sure, for sure. Or not, but there's been rumors about Daredevil revival, but for sure they are making one pre-production. I can't remember where we're at now, but a lot more people have been coming out about that. Yes,
0: well, I thought they said two seasons, right? Did they say they signed him on for two more seasons? Oh, I did
1: not see that, so Hmm. you may have seen more than me.
0: I could also just um, be wrong.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Really, the last thing that I have uh, is, I've been kind of against uh, Will Polter, uh being Adam Warlock. So okay. Like, he, all I think of him is from Meet the... Um, we're the Millers? M- yeah, we're the Millers.
0: Where he gets st- stung in the balls <laughs> yes. by a spider? And I mean,
1: he is a comedic actor. He's hilarious. I I do enjoy him. I just don't feel like he looks anything like right. Adam Warlock. So. He was just showing off some pictures of, you know, on Instagram of how good he looks right now and everything with some muscles. I was like, okay, yeah. But I like this one that he posted with the statue.
0: Oh Oh my God, he has gotten jacked though. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, he looks a lot different. Yeah. And still I feel like he's, I mean, I feel like he's though, uh, as an actor, he's a smaller... So I don't feel like... I feel like Adam Warlock should be like six, you know, three right. or like...
0: But we don't actually know 10. how tall he is. That's true. I mean, we've kind of seen him in sh- in movies where like maybe he was younger and hadn't hit his peak height yet.
1: That is true as well.
0: I don't know. I could also be wrong. Some actors play like teenagers well into oh, their thirties.
1: I mean, I'm already saying this, that I'm wrong now, because I know he's going to be great right. and James Gunn casted him for a reason, but... Uh, i don't know it's kind of cool that he's uh
0: that's in guardians st- of the galaxy 3 yes um so they haven't started filming that one yet or no, have they they have they, ha- they they've actually have actually wrapped on it they wrapped on it okay but the actual next thing we're getting from guardians of the galaxy is the christmas
1: yes but technically thor but right we'll have some of them in thor yeah. but then
0: yeah okay
1: and then there's been, uh, I guess I did have one other thing, too, because these are just kind of rumors, but just throw them out there. Uh, well, we know for sure there's going to be a Namor. Uh, well, I guess we still don't know for sure, but we know for sure there's going to be Namor in the new Black Panther movie. But the rumor is that there's uh, going to be a little bit change to his background. It's going to be, uh, instead of from Atlantis, it's gonna be a uh, how, Meso pretty much ancient Az- Aztec uh, like, uh,
0: Mesopotamia. Mid, yes,
1: uh, you know, mid uh, damn it, what do you call them between North and South America? Central, Central America. Central America. Yes, uh, ancient uh, like. Fell into the water. His mom... Kind of some of the same origin. His mom is half Atlantean... Or is Atlantean. Dad... He, kind of like how... I mean, it's the same tale as Aquaman. Yeah. But Namor was first anyways. So they're going to keep that. It's just that instead of Atlantis and being around for forever, it's going to be a different... I see. Uh, kind of race, uh, I think, to go with the actor that's rumored. Which I think that's kind of cool. And as works. long
0: as, like... Listen, I don't care where they say he comes from. Like, he just needs to be an asshole.
1: And a mutant?
0: I don't even care if he's a mutant or not, honestly. Um, Although, obviously, he's the first mutant. I mean, that's always been... Although, I think they've pulled that back and said that Apocalypse was the first mutant.
1: Then Celine is, but that's a different tale for a different time. Yes,
0: but I need him to be in a little tiny bathing suit with his dick swinging, man spreading (laughs) all over the place, kind of a douchebag. That's what I need out of my Namor. (laughs) (laughs) They can't give me at least one scene in his little tight swim shorts, (laughs) man spreading on some chair. I don't want to watch it. (laughs) That's all I need.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't know if I necessarily need that, but I also...
0: (laughs) But you get what I'm saying, right? Yes, yes. I mean, the very first time... I mean, the
1: vibes, I feel I'm there for you on that.
0: (laughs) The very first time we, we, we meet Namor in the comics, like, he floods fucking New York City, right? There's that whole battle. So, um, you know, not a great guy all the time and definitely has an attitude and yep. it's definitely always man Yep. And splaining, probably, as yeah. well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> people are going to come out the mansplainer. splainer that's, that's who that bad guy was. Oh. Uh, um. All right, well, kids, that's uh, all we got for you this week.
0: Oh, that's a short one. Yeah, short and sweet. Well, we can't name it that because we already had one called short and sweet.
1: I'll come up with the title later. <laughs> Until then, uh, stay thirsty for summertime.
0: Summer, summer, summertime. And more singing from me.